Hello everybody. This is Bala Ramadurai from the Trees India podcast series. I am happy to tell you that there are two others on the call. Um, first is Prakash. Say hello. Hello everybody. And we have Dr. Ellen Dom from uh, California. Ellen, say hi. Hello. I am happy to be virtually visiting India tonight. This is actually a two-part series of uh, the podcast. Uh, on we're going to answer some basic questions on trees. Um, you know, f- uh, starting with what the heck is stress? What in the world is stress? And we'll have the world's expert on trees talk about uh, the very basic question on what in the world is stress. Uh, the part two of the series will be a little uh, more advanced uh, than this. So I'm going to hand it over to the expert Ellen. Uh, so Ellen, what in the world is trees? Maybe before I start that, um, uh, Ellen has been teaching trees for a long time now. She's written books. She's fo- co-founded companies, which are the heart of which is trees. Uh, she's consulted with a lot of uh, you know companies. So I think the best person to answer this question is Ellen. Ellen, over to you now. want to know what in the world is TRIZ. It's a organization of human knowledge. It is a systematic method for creative problem solving. It is a systematic structure for understanding the future in any field of study. So, Trees is useful in a lot of different ways to a lot of different people. Um, it certainly comes from its history, but in many ways people have been learning to use it that was different from what its history was. Trees started as a study of the way people solve problems, the way people invent things. The actual translation of the acronym TREES, T-R-I-Z, is Theory of Solving Inventive Problems, if you say that in Russian, uh, because the original research was done in the former Soviet Union. So, what's an inventive problem, if we want to solve it? An inventive problem is one that is too hard to solve by ordinary methods. It's one that frequently has a contradiction in the middle of it. We can't solve it because when we try to solve one part of the problem, the other part of the problem gets worse. And so trees developed as a family of methods based on the study of problem solving over many, many years that gave us a, an outline, a list, a standard method that you could apply to solve all these kinds of problems. The good news is, even though it started studying patents, we have found that the methods that are included in trees can be used to solve all kinds of problems 
because patent law changes from one country to another and what can be patented changes, but the idea that there are difficult problems that are complex, that require a knowledge of how uh, systems change over time to solve, that part doesn't depend on whether or not the field of study that we're interested in is patentable or not. So what is TREES? It's a systematic way of solving problems and predicting future solutions to problems. Prakash, would you like to add to you to that from your experience? Well, um, I I really want uh, Alan's comments to be more emphasized, dear Alan. So I I, I do agree with you. In fact, uh, we all learned this from you. So you have summarized it in a nice way. Paula, you've been applying you've been applying trees outside the standard systems to a lot of things. Do you want to comment? Uh, sure. Uh, well, problem solving is usually associated with that moment of inspiration the aha moment uh, and it's uh, you know it comes once in a while uh, it comes in places that you never anticipate but uh, trees really talks about uh, can i create those moments of inspiration at will uh, as a systematic process um, as a result of a pro systematic process trees essentially is that according to me that you create those moments of inspiration to a very very systematic process the second part is that uh, you know somebody already has solved my problem and I, all i'm doing is to look at the right direction uh, to look for the solution in fact solutions and it's usually never one it's many and as alshuler uh, says that it's it's uh, many many uh, 40 ways but in each way you can get multiple solutions uh, that's been our experience as well um, so that's that's over to you Ellen. one of the liberating parts of trees to me is exactly that recognition that somebody else some other place on the world has solved a similar problem uh, for different reasons, using different vocabulary, and for all of the uh, advanced tools that we now have for looking at uh, and searching the world's knowledge bases, the hardest part of doing that is getting people to be willing to look, to be able to say, I've spent you know, the last 25 years becoming a specialist in my field and you're going to tell me that somebody else has solved this problem who never even heard of my problem <laughs> and what trees has showed us time after time is the answer is yes but that person didn't know about your problem that person didn't know about your research and so the human element is not the one of waiting for inspiration to strike the human element is one of having enough humility to be able to go out and look for the solutions that people have come up with in other fields of endeavor. Uh, this also requires that you analyze your problem in very basic terms. In other words, uh, it makes the specialists have to stop using their specialist language and their specialist jargon 
and learn how to explain the problem in very simple terms so that they can match up with the simple terms that people would be using in other fields. Uh, one of the surprising areas, for example, that we have found uh, good trees work in, that I know both of you have worked in, is solving software systems problems. And people who have only read some of the older research would say, but wait a minute, this is all about mining equipment. How can it help me solve a system problem? And the answer is, when you take it down to the most basic steps, any system is taking an input, transforming it in some way, and then delivering an output to a customer. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about uh, back office processing for a financial institution or uh, mining copper ore and turning it into wire, Everything follows that system of input, transformation, and output. And so sometimes you need to generalize the problem to an extreme extent in order to take advantage of it. But that's why you can learn so much about your own system once you try explaining it to other people. Anybody want to give an example? Actually, I had to add on that uh, my PhD advisor used to say that uh, uh, if you're ready to explain your research problem to a perfect layman, then uh, you're ready to graduate. I actually think a, a reasonably smart 12-year-old child. <laughs> you talked about humility. I think that's when uh, you're ready to explain uh, to another person uh, or ready to jump to a solution or another, uh, I think. Of course, you can also make bad jokes about being very proud of how humble you are. <laughs> so trees is the way all of this information is organized so that people can teach it and learn it and share it. Uh, this has been a very, very exciting month because uh, we were talking just before we got on the phone call. Um, I've been to three conferences, one in Mexico where we had over 1,200 engineering students learning about trees for the first time. And predictably, some of them were saying, why didn't they teach me this when I was in high school? I could have used this all the way through the university. Um, we had the Ibero-American trees meeting, which uh, was held in Querétaro, Mexico, with people from uh, the U.S., Mexico, Argentina, and Peru, and uh, tremendous variety. We had industrial problems. We had uh, academic problems, actually improving the way they do strategic planning at a university. And we had systems problems improving the way records are kept in the Mexican court system in order to reform the judicial system where they had actually brought some trees, uh, graduate students and professors in from the local institute to help improve the legal system there. Um, 
probably the most entertaining paper was the one from Argentina in which the professor who was giving the paper told us that his wife's brother manages an ice cream factory. Their problem was they have 30,000 eggs per week where they have to separate the white part from the yellow part of the egg. Wow, and wow. if you can imagine this distinguished professor is acting out how the old ladies in the ice cream factory manipulate the eggs to separate them and how they used trees to come up with an extremely simple egg separating method. That was really the most fun paper. Wow. Um, the European trees meeting in Dublin, Ireland, I just got home three days ago. Um, and probably the most fun paper there was a company, the title of their paper was 300-year-old company with a 3,000-year-old product. <laughs> they, make, they make axes, as in um, just to chopping down trees. So picture the, the wedge-shaped metal object attached to the wooden handle. Uh, yep. The same in every culture all over the world. Yep. And this yep. company, uh, naturally, over time, they have changed some of the alloys, changed some of the machining methods, but basically it's a 3,000-year-old technology. And so they were looking for how can they apply the tree's patterns of evolution to tell them what they should be doing in the future. Well, one of the patterns of evolution deals not with technology of the axe, but it deals with the psychology of the customers. And says that if you have dealt with a commodity product, the next thing you want is a specialized product. The next thing you want is an experience that combines the product with a service. And so they saw that pattern of evolution and decided that for the future of their business, they will now involve the customer with the tool. And they have actually created a mostly tourist business where you can go to their factory and make your own acts. You spend a full day, you get two hours safety training because after all you're going to be around hot machines. And then you spend six hours working with the blacksmith and you actually make your own axe, and most people give it a name, they told us. <laughs> so now you have tremendous value added that you have an emotional experience, not just a tool. Wow. And uh, two of our friends, uh, Daryl Mann and Sergei Ikovenko, were smiling, holding their own axes, <laughs> and I think threatening the factory owner with them. So people are using trees in a lot of different ways. I mean, after all, one problem is if you make axes, a lot of other companies that make axes, how do you make yourself different? Uh -huh. So uh, going to these conferences is my way of learning what people are doing all over the world, solving the different kind of problems from the ones that I deal with. Uh -huh. And... I will admit that since, in addition to being a trees teacher and a trees journalist, uh, I'm 
enjoy learning what other people are doing, certainly the ones that I write up in my blog are going to be the ones that have both a human element as well as a technology element. Okay. Going back to the my list of questions, um, so people have been solving problems for a while now. So, what is so special about the way trees solves problems? I think that what is so special about trees is the way the information is organized and the emphasis that is on understanding the functions. You know, is not understand not the details of the technology that might be involved in the project, but on understanding the functions that are being managed and organized to create those technologies, then you can use your knowledge of different ways of achieving those functions. Uh, this is also part of the method that helps you improve patents or patents, depending on the part of the world I'm in, uh, that if you can define the patent in terms of function rather than in terms of the hardware, you have a much stronger legal claim. Mm -hmm. Would you like to comment on that one? Sure. Uh, patents are a great example of where uh, trees can be applied very quickly, very efficiently, uh, particularly when it comes to designing around a patent. Um, you know, patents usually are considered to be written in stone. Uh, people don't think that they're things that are beyond a certain patent. Uh, but you can actually go to the heart of the patent, the independent claim, and look at elements which can be removed rather than added or modified. Because once you have a removal of an element and your functionality is still intact, you can still get it, you have a completely new patent. I think uh, Sergei Ikovenko in his uh, workshop very beautifully outlined how uh, a normal looking toothbrush can actually be designed around to give uh, so many uh, wonderful ideas I think he has it out in the uh, open there uh, about how you know brilliant ideas can come out with of that um, but one reason for the popularity of trees now is that it is extremely compatible with other systems uh, theory of constraints and trees work together extremely smoothly because with the various diagramming tools of theory of constraints, uh, such as their current reality tree, they do an excellent job of structuring your thinking about cause and effect of problems. What trees does is an excellent job of helping you remove the effect so that the cause goes away, so the problem goes away. Both uh -huh. uh, systems have a strong emphasis on simplicity. Don't solve the problem by making the situation more complicated. Solve the problem by removing what was causing you to have a problem. Similarly, both Six Sigma and Lean have an excellent overlap with trees because Six Sigma uses a very detailed analysis method. Lean 
uses a simpler process mapping method, but they both help you find out what part of your system was causing the problem. And then again, you've got trees as the problem-solving method. So um, in many cases, nobody has to go through any kind of culture change experience in order to benefit from trees because they've already gone through the experience of deciding that they wanted to change. In other words, they've already brought in lean or six sigma or theory of constraints because they recognize the need for change. So I think that's uh, making it easier now to do trees than it was back when it was getting started and not so many companies were willing to admit that they needed to change themselves. Is that what you're seeing in India? The heartening part uh, that is happening in India right now is that uh, you know people are uh, starting to evolve uh, in their own flavors of trees along with say lean or six sigma or whatever it is that they are already used to and they've implemented in their organization so they just take uh, trees methodology and apply it or and, and, and make their own custom made uh, flavors of trees which is a very very heartening uh, thing that is happening in companies in India uh, in lots of companies that we hear uh, are attempting to uh, use trees they're uh, sort of using this approach um, which it's I really like the point there also which is there are you started out saying a few minutes ago people have been solving problems for a lot of years what's different about trees um, people, very, very loosely speaking, there are two styles of thinking called left brain and right brain, where the left brain is more analytic, uh, numeric, structured, and so forth. The right brain is more intuitive, and in the past, people thought that creativity was always intuitive. Um, but since we've started using trees, what we have found is you can be creative either way, left brain or right brain. And since my personal style was very uncreative, uh, left brain, linear, logical kind of problem solving, um, I was never able to appreciate the intuitive side and what I find when I teach trees to people who have that right brain intuitive personal creativity uh, they turn out to love trees because it says I've, they're the ones who will say I've always thought this way I just didn't know that it had any names I didn't know it had any structure and so they are able to use trees extremely effectively because it helps them understand what they have been doing all their lives. Whereas the more uh, left brain analytic kind of people find that trees gives them creative ideas that they weren't getting by any other means. So the good news is both populations are able to benefit from trees. I worried about that. I mean, you wouldn't want to find that someone, you teach them trees and they lose their natural creativity. 
And fortunately, all the research that we've seen says that does not happen. It increases the number of creative ideas for all people, but in a different way, depending on your natural thinking style. What it also means is that businesses don't have to be depending on accidentally hiring people who have the right natural thinking style. It means that anybody can learn the tree's way of thinking. And so that's been part of the rewarding part of teaching it to people is finding out that no matter what their original style was, they're able to learn uh yep uh, i was going to say the point elan mentioned about uh, trees being part of a, a bigger super system of uh, innovation and you know invention uh, by integrating with other uh, tools uh, other tools and techniques so uh, there is an interesting evolution that uh, at least i've been uh, watching um, in the last 6 uh, to 8 months where uh, after the trees journal uh, you know we are discussing about a new platform and the new platform where we are bringing uh, a lot of people from a different uh, discipline to you know come out with uh, their ideas and thought process on the innovation techniques so interestingly um, now the tris is a part of that uh, i mean it's just one other technique and you know it it gels very well with other techniques and a lot of people out there in the the tris thinkers they are actually uh giving emphasis to a lot of other techniques also as part of the the ecosystem a logical place to um end this uh, podcast uh with a question saying where does a total beginner um begin uh, learning trees uh that's the question for well, you guys well i would ask you where you would start with learning any new methodology uh for most people when you want to start learning something you read a book you find someone to talk to who has a little bit more experience than you do uh in this uh web intense world that we live in it makes it easier to find people who are able to help you uh trees india has a lovely website and people who answer questions and help each other right and of course there are many people who are teaching classes both in businesses and in universities so there's really no excuse not to get started learning trees what i would like to tell people though my personal advice is don't just take classes don't just ask other people to explain it to you as you learn each concept apply it to something that is important to you and ask yourself if your teach if your thinking is changing as you are learning trees so don't treat trees just as an academic subject oh i am going to learn the 40 principles i'm going to learn the 76 standards i'm going to learn 300 patterns of evolution It's much too easy to get lost in all the details of the tools and techniques. There is a unifying overall theory of trees that has to do with understanding how systems work and how systems evolve. 
And so if you start applying it to your own problems, you'll learn better and you'll start seeing that unification rather than drowning in all the details of the individual tools. Would you like to comment from your experience? The first time that I came across trees was uh, Daryl Mann's workshop and I felt that wow man this is an amazing technique this is an amazing method that one has to apply but the feeling pretty much stopped there but when I actually took a problem that was relevant to me and I st- applied trees and I got these wonderful solutions uh, in a moment in, a, in in less than an hour uh, is when it really occurred to me that uh, this is really powerful so i think one has to really take up a problem that you are really worried about that you really want it solved and then apply trees and see the uh, solutions emerging uh, that's when uh, you really um you know start accepting trees um another uh, thing is that people usually associate creativity with this naturally blessed uh, people with uh, umpteen amounts of creativity um i think uh, all you need is a willingness to solve the problem and the solutions will come to you once you apply these standard techniques like trees uh that's been my experience okay so we're 12 time zones apart but we had exactly the same experience <laughs> uh well what about you prakash what is your experience um i will probably take this uh, from where elan had left uh, you know interestingly in the last 3 uh, 4 years i i think we have seen the presence of uh, the trees uh, spread ac- at least horizontally uh, you know and a breadth wise uh, much much better than the the depth wise um which which is probably uh, the first step for a lot of people to learn and get awareness and understand about a, a, te- a technical tree so i think we do have an interesting platform available uh, around the web uh, not just trees india trees india is just one i think there are several other websites and discussion forums around the world there are plenty of people there there there, uh, there are several uh linkedin groups where interesting ideas are discussed and you know there are people thought leaders uh, uh, available online uh, all around the you know all from all around the world so i think we have uh, uh, plenty of uh, stuff out there now to learn with it i think the uh, this is based on my experience uh, the best way to learn with it is by actually doing it i mean unless we start practicing uh, applying trees techniques in, uh, in whatever the problems that we have i think uh, we will still be theoretically uh, you know learning that so the 40 principles yeah maybe it's handy to start with but i think we should really apply that in one of the problem that we have it around whether it's my uh, our business problem and and again uh, it's not that this is the only tool that you would probably be using but still i think even if you use other techniques and you know uh, use trees and compare the solution that we get i think that's when we re- start realizing the the power of trees so that's an interesting way to learn and again there's no uh, hard and fast rule on you know this is the way that uh, one should be using trees i mean this is uh, a systematic way of doing things so you know by doing this experiment uh, we can add our own thought process and i'm sure bala you we have discussed a lot of interesting ideas on this by such something like you know using the um uh the technique of the musics right uh, 
uh, as part of that principle. So this kind of things can actually happen when you do the experiment and I feel that is the best way to learn as well. One piece of advice that I would also add, um, and people sometimes think that I'm using humor to distract them from the issue. No, I'm using humor because um, I actually have seen studies that say that if you laugh, it makes your memory get better. Your brain generates certain hormones when you laugh that improves your memory. So I want everybody to laugh at this, but I want them to remember it. Um, that what's the worst thing that can happen if you use trees wrong? People will say, oh, I'm not ready to use trees. I haven't had enough training. I haven't had 100 hours. I haven't had 600 hours of training. I'm afraid that I'll use trees wrong. Well, what's the worst thing that happens? This is not hazardous materials handling or harmful chemicals handling or food safety. This is creative thinking. So the worst thing that can happen is you have a non-creative idea. Well, even a non-creative idea is an idea. It's a good thing. So you should not say, I'm afraid to try trees because I don't have enough training. And I have had people use trees after hearing about it for one hour, and they've gone off and done brilliant things. Or they've gone off and done ordinary things, but at least they've done something. So I would tell people to go listen to the first podcast, which were like little miniature lessons. And after each podcast, they should try to use what they learned. Uh-huh. And they should laugh a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I think that's an excellent uh, point, Ellen. But there's nothing harmful. And, and you know, uh, that is, I, I, I can, I can uh, connect you uh, the point that you just mentioned. I've heard people talking about this is the most complex innovation techniques and you know you need a, a mattress level for certification to actually start with and i think i think that sort of um, uh, mindset is it's um, what preventing uh, you know the application of trees and come out with some solution whereas if you start simply experiment there's absolutely you are you are breath, you are taking a, a you know a chemical uh, I mean, you are sitting inside the chemical lab and trying to do that and, you know, all blowing up, actually. I think there is a bonus of learning something new, even if it, it fails to give you a, a, an idea that that you think uh, is really innovative. Hey, Ellen and uh, Prakash, thanks a lot for joining on this podcast. Um, we'll be seeing everyone uh, next time around on the part two of the series, which will be the intermediate stuff uh, for uh, somebody who wants to latch on to Triz uh, real tight. Okay, thanks a lot. For the opportunity. Thanks, uh, thanks, Ellen. Bye for now. Thanks for listening.